0: Welcome back to the Get More Podcast, where we're going to get you more money, more marketing, more business strategy, more community, and just more of the good stuff that you need in your life every day. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Get More Podcast. I'm super excited. So in time sense, y'all don't realize that I haven't recorded with anyone in weeks, but for me... I batched all my content for May, so it's the beginning of June, so I'm so excited to have another interview, and y'all, I'm super freaking excited because I've got somebody on here who's going to talk to us about business, about money, about money mindset, and everything in between. She's been a serial entrepreneur for freaking ever, so I'm super excited to hear about that. I've got Miss Heather Bryce on, so if you just want to tell me your story, how you got here, tell me the fun, exciting things about you.
1: Hey, Cassie, and thank you so much. This is so exciting for me. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was five, if you can believe that. Um, Started selling lemonade at the end of my driveway, much to my parents' dismay, because I've made a huge mess and was doing God knows what out there. But yes, made a little bit of money and got a taste of it and was so excited and um, decided right then and there that I knew I wanted to be my own boss one day. So let's see... Fast forward till I was able to get a job, worked a bunch of crappy little teenage jobs, Um, went to college after high school, did some retail here and there, Um, always had a side hustle though. So always like I got into the, I don't like it much now, but I got into the MLMs kind of early was doing that, <laughs> thinking I would be the one that gets the car and the vacation. But you know, that doesn't happen very often.
0: <laughs> Statistically speaking, um, no tea, no shade. Statistically yep. speaking, it will not happen. I also lived that life for years. <laughs> it It's hard, y'all. But, you know, get that toe in the it's, water. Changes your it's mind Tough, today.
1: But yeah, I mean, it gives you a, a chance to at least, you know, do, do it the way you want and make your own money. So that's a little bit nice just to have a little extra coming in. So then after college, um, decided I didn't want to grow up and, you know, I moved away at 17, moved to the beach, wanted to just have fun, have fun, have fun. Didn't want to go into the workplace like all my friends were because it just looked really boring and didn't look like they were having much fun. So I goofed off a couple years. <laughs> Let's see, was in the hospitality industry for many, many years, waiting tables, bartending, stuff like that. Then met my now husband, um, decided we wanted to goof off some more, moved to California <laughs> From the East Coast, moved to California, lived there for 10 years. But while I was there, I got into, um, you know, high ticket sales. And that was the first time I made real money. And it wasn't just real money. It was really good money. So we didn't have kids at that point. Um, Went to Vegas and eloped. Had tons of fun, of course, doing it. Went to Vegas almost every weekend, (laughs) to be honest, because we had a lot of money. And, you know, I'm learning life lessons along the way, by the way. Um, after that, had our first child and said, oh, now it's finally time to get serious. Let's move back where our family is. We moved back to the East Coast. And um, I decided that now that I had a child, I wanted to go into teaching. So I had a seven-year career as a teacher, taught special needs kids and elementary, got my master's in education along the way. Um, well before that actually, but yeah, so, um, I learned a lot about money and money management and student debt as well, <laughs> cause that's a good lesson to learn. Uh, yeah. So then fast forward again, did many other, you know, side jobs. I always, my friends made fun of me and still do to this day, because I've always had like three or four jobs on the side, whether it be, you know, just a, a business I started myself or, you know some kind of way i was tutoring i was resume writing i was um you know name it i have a certification in kids yoga i teach kids yoga still and i also teach um, a hit class once a week i got certified as a personal trainer along the way as well so um yeah pandemic hit them and i just i couldn't and you know props to every teacher out there because i have nothing but respect for them still Many of my friends are still teachers. My mom was a teacher. My aunt was a teacher. And that's kind of why I took that path anyway, but realized I was an an entrepreneur. I'm not a teacher. Um, I love kids. That being said, um, you know, my county sucked my soul. My soul is now gone. (laughs) It's there somewhere, but it was, it was tough. And then when they said, not only are you virtual teaching, we're going to make it harder next year, which is this year. And then you're going to have to do double duty and do classroom and virtual. I was like, I can't, I can't, I had anxiety so bad. Didn't sleep, went on medication. Um, I just, I had to resign. That was the best day of my life besides my children and my, my marriage. But, you know, putting in my resignation and just taking charge again, finally was amazing. So I started working for um, a digital design and marketing agency out of New York City as sales director. And now I'm director of finance and partnerships as well. So I'm doing that. um, Now that's kind of on the side, but I am um, my full-time job now is I am a business and money coach. And this is definitely my calling. This is what I've always done. And this is what I've always had in me. And I feel like, you know, every job I've had along the way, I've been doing this for clients in some capacity. So my sales job in California, I was doing it. My digital marketing, I've been doing it. I've been working with CEOs for the past year plus. Um, and it's pretty much the same thing. And people have always said, like, how do I start my business? What did you do? Because I do own two other businesses as well. Like, how did you start? What What's it like getting a license? How do you... Um, decide your niche like what you want to do how do you monetize other things how do you choose and being a multi-passionate obviously that is now my chosen specialty to help other multi-passionates people that want to do a million things and choosing what to focus on and what not to focus on how to monetize things that you love but you may not think will make you money And in my mind, if you love something enough, there's no reason you can't make money doing it. So in a nutshell, I know it's a little long,
0: but that's, that's basically me. (laughs) Yo, you're so freaking badass. (laughs) Holy. What? Uh, I'm just taking notes. I'm like, she did this, she did this. That is phenomenal. And. I think it's very, very good that you realized that teaching was putting you in a bad place and you were like, nope, I'm not doing that for all my teachers that are out there. Cause I know there's a bunch of y'all who are like doing something on the side and teaching you is slaying it. You can do it. You can also, also get out of a shitty situation. You do not have to stay there. If it is something that you love and you are not, and it is not soul sucking your life Really with any job, if it is not sucking the soul out of your body and you're happy, keep doing it. But if it is soul sucking, there are other ways. There is, There are so many other ways to make money doing things that you like, even if it's just a side thing it is possible so don't you don't have to live in this i went to school i got the job in the field that i was supposed to and this is just how your life is it's not like that at all you don't have to live in that if i will say this i think i say this on every episode and i probably will your life does not have to suck you can have a good life because it is at this point the only life that we have right now and it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to suck and it's really important to do things that you are passionate about and that you love. And I loved it so much that you were like, you know, I don't really want to grow up. Like who said that we had to grow up? You're like, I want to do this. I want to live my life. I'm inspired by this. You want to do this. And you just do that. And there's so much fear around doing that. I'm sure like your friends and family had things to say about like, really, you're doing something else. You're doing something else. Yep. They ain't paying for your life either. So if they're not supporting you, you don't have to listen to them unless it's constructive, you don't have to listen to other people being, being scared of your dreams. Like they are scared of your dreams. You don't have to live in that. I think that's very, that's very important. So I just love that you were like, I did all these things and shout out to hospitality, live that life too. It was (laughs) super fun and all people on the earth should have to work in customer service for a minimum of six months. And if you are still a shitty human, After you've worked in retail (laughs) customer service for six months, no one has to be nice to you for any reason. And I believe this with every bit of my soul because there are people out here who you can tell have never worked in customer service. And I'm like, you just need to come down a little bit. Like, I like all people, but like, you can just bring it back a little bit. So, in the business that you're in, Now, in this business coaching, money coaching, what was there a defining moment when you were like pulling back from teaching and you were like, what can I do? What's gonna make the money? Was it because you had so much experience doing that? You were like, if I just focus in on this, this is what I know will move the needle and get people results. Or was it kind of like an evolution where you're like, well, I'm good at this. So I'll start kind of coaching on this. And then you see other things. You're like, oh, I can add that. Or did you just like wake up and be like, I'm done teaching. I'm going to do this. This is my light bulb. Wake up at 3 a.m. moment.
1: (laughs) Well, I I mean, I definitely had a light bulb with teaching. And that's when, when I started not sleeping. And I was up at night, just terrified to wake up the next day. And I don't know. I know there's a lot of people in the world like this. But Sunday nights were really stressful. Because I knew I had to start all over again on Monday. And I never, ever thought that sundays would be exciting again and now like i wake up on a monday morning and i can't wait to get started and I, that's never happened to me like pretty much my whole life there's been a couple jobs that i've enjoyed but not like this so being my own boss is something i've done before but it's never been my full-time 100 percent, my whole heart's in it until now um but really i got a job before i pulled the trigger on teaching um not teaching and that's my, you know, my digital agency, which really I knew, you know, I, I've been in sales my whole life. So I knew that wasn't gonna be difficult, but really um, switching to this virtual lifestyle, you know, I've, I've been on Zoom, you know, for digital, I was on Zoom every day with people all over the world. And that just opened my eyes even more. Cause I'm like, I am talking to someone in a different country every single day. And this is amazing. And I'm doing something I do enjoy, and, you know, I can, I'm selling people digital. What It's something I believe in though, and industries I love, like beauty and fashion is where we really focus. And once I was really in that world, cause I've been coaching my friends and family, like my whole life on business, because I've always had a sense for business. I went to, you know, my master's degree for business with a focus on entrepreneurship. So that's my, that's my head. But like, I've always just given advice. And then as I'm in digital, I'm in this world, we started, you know, really talking to more service-based businesses. Coaches wanted our digital services. So I'm talking to coaches all the time now, as well as CEOs of e-commerce. But the coaches used to tell me, like, have you ever thought about coaching? And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Be quiet. Like, don't even, that's silly. There's like 100,000 million, you know, coaches everywhere. It's saturated. And they're like, no, I don't think you understand there's a lot of people in the world. There's a lot of entrepreneurs. There's not too many coaches because every coach has a different specialty and every coach has a different energy that people vibe with that, you know, one coach is not going to be right for everybody. So there are people that you already, you know, get along with that, that would want you as their coach. And I'm like, really? And so I was talking to a couple of them and one of them was like, okay, Heather, I don't know you. I've been talking to you for 10 minutes, but I feel like I've known you my whole life. And why aren't you doing this? And I was like, oh. so then I didn't believe it. And I'm always skeptical. So I had to call, talk to a couple other ones. And the other ones that I knew that I asked the same question were like, oh my gosh, like coaching for multi that's what you need to do. And I was like, Re- okay, so you're agreeing with this person? Like, are you crazy? So then after the third one confirmed it for me, I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And it was just a no brainer. I was so excited i was like i can't believe i could actually do something that i love this much for myself um so yeah that's how that really started and i haven't looked back since really so yeah i mean i i I still do other things i mean i teach my hit class once a week i still tutor because i love kids and i love teaching um i still am working at my digital agency but I have learned how to time block and not overload myself with appointments. So I'm always doing something different. Therefore I don't get bored either. It's kind of a wonderful thing. Like if, cause you know, if you have the same schedule every day, a lot of people don't like that. Oh, it's 10 o'clock, it's time to do that. Like I like to have variety and always be doing something different and be able to you know, schedule clients when I want, when I have the most energy to give to them because I don't want to be burnt out trying to serve others. You know, that's not right. So, yes. Hope that
0: answered. I love it. I love it all so much, especially that you were like, that you thought that like the coaching industry was saturated. And I used to, I kind of thought that, but in the way that we kind of like talked about how we have like our MLM past, like Mm -hmm all I would see on my timeline was like people who were at MLMs and that was all. And I was like, the market's so saturated. And then when I got into coaching, I'm like, Oh my God, there's a million coaches. No, that's literally just like the community that I'm like entering myself into my real life. Regular friends are like, what the fuck do you do? And I'm like, I help people with money. They're like, what does that even mean? I'm like, I do this and I do these things. And they're like, that's weird. They're like, what do you mean? You like, you coach people online. It's so it's still so new to people. It's like just because it's like our space. If you're listening to this and you're like, but there's a million coaches who do what I do. There's not a million yous. And if there right. are, we need to evaluate your ability to clone yourself. Like I would like to give <laughs> an advice. I'm ready for that. But it is so coaching is probably one of the most exciting careers that I can think of because it is highlighting who you are and what you're offering and your experiences and who you are more than any anything else like four coaches can have the exact same strategy but they're four different people and you're going to get different results with every single one of them and it's just like it's the coolest thing ever because there are people who do need you specifically for what you have to offer them because coaching is so energetically aligned because if you go into it and you're just, this person has nothing in common with me. And I just, I've never talked to them and I don't, don't think they can help me, they're just probably not going to help you. But if you're like, I've built this relationship, they know what I need. They can hold me accountable. All of these things go into coaching. And it's just so, it's so freaking, freaking magical it's cool mm-hmm. shit ever. And I wish I had discovered this mm, kind of, well, I probably wouldn't have been a very good coach in my twenties, honestly. <laughs> so maybe I'm glad I didn't discover it when I was just like train wrecking my early life. But like now I'm like, oh, I learned a lot of shit from that. So that now I can be like, do not do these things. Do right. not do X, Y, and Z. I'm going to help you skip a whole bunch of steps because that's what coaching is. It is taking all of your experience and packaging it and being This is all the shit that I fucked up. This is everything that I did wrong. And what I learned from that is you can do this. And so let's do that. It's taken the guesswork out of so much. And if you have no idea how to manage your money, if you've never started a business, you can Google all day, every day. And a lot of us totally have. But like when you can get somebody else's eyes who has that experience it's 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 a game changing thing it will change the trajectory of your experience so if you are trying to be a coach get a coach they will help you out they'll be great Mm because you know they're not emotionally attached to things the way you are right one of those hard things for all of us to sometimes get past be like but i want it but it's so perfect they're like actually you need to tweak some things and Mm -hmm. this is realness which is super Mm -hmm. important
1: yep and the the accountability is huge and and I'll even admit, I mean, some of the things that I've been taught by my mentors is stuff that deep down I've known, but you can't put a price tag on just somebody really, you know, giving that expertise and guidance. Like, even though you might know it, are you going to do it on your own? No, you're not going to do it on your own. You need that person to tell you this is exactly what you need. And this is how to do it. And this is why you're doing it. And I think can't even like thank certain coaches enough that helped me along the way. Like I want to just throw money at them for giving me the free advice they gave me because I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for them. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I can't, I can't even say how valuable some of it is, but yeah, I mean,
0: yeah. I love it. I love it so much. So when, so since I love to talk about money, I definitely want to mm-hmm. hear about what was what was developing your money mindset when it comes to helping your clients develop that. Because sometimes if you're starting out in business and you're like, can I really price something like this? Who's going to pay that? Who am I to be asking? That came up for me a lot in the mm-hmm. beginning. Who am I to be pricing this? And I didn't even think that it was like a money block until someone was like, why, why are you blocking yourself from getting money? And I was oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> so how do you kind of like help your clients work through that? If they're like new to business and they're like, I'm trying to price this thing because I know it's worth this, but who am I? How do you help them really develop that positive business money mindset?
1: So looking at basically, um, and I'll tell you the backstory in a minute, but Looking at their money blocks, the most common one I would say would be, you know, like the self doubt, the I don't deserve to charge this price for this service. And many people think that, you know, say, like, you know, you haven't been a coach for that long. How can I command these prices? Well, why are you coaching what you're coaching? There's got to be a reason for that. So Yes, I agree. If coaches come out of the woodwork and they have no, either no formal training or no real life experience or business experience, then they may, they probably shouldn't be coaching until they get more of that. And I come with formal training, but I would say definitely more life experience and business experience and business education than you know, formal coaching training, even though I have it, the certification and everything. But they're, they're thinking that they don't deserve to charge, say, even premium prices, sometimes not even premium prices, but just decent prices. Sometimes they want to give away service for free. And so then that's when we look at, you know, why are you coaching? Do you, do you need more experience before you should maybe be charging those prices? Or are you just doubting yourself and your abilities? Because it really is what you deliver to your client and the value you give to your client that what's the word, um, that gives you a reason to charge those prices. Like that validates that. So what are, what are, what is your goal for the client? First of all, what is the outcome they're trying to reach? Can you do that as a coach? If you can do that as a coach, sometimes you can't even put a price tag on that. So if you're going to charge, you know, $199 for a session where they're going to have a major breakthrough or be able to, you know, make a really good plan for their business, like that's not right. That's too low because what is your client getting from that? And, you know, if you're doing long-term coaching, same thing. So that is a coach that, I mean, that is a money block that many coaches have. I myself had a similar money block, although I started researching money mindset and money blocks a long time ago. And, um, I learned a lot when I started getting into, um, Denise Duffield Thomas. I don't know if you've heard, get rich, get rich, lucky bitch and chillpreneur. She's, she's amazing,
0: I just um, read that not even yeah. two weeks ago. So She's good. amazing.
1: So she, that helped me, you know, tons because I was actually reading that um, when I was doing sales. So like, and, and in my mind, I was like, well, how can I be a better salesperson? How can I, you know, I don't know, just help my business in that way. And as I was going along, I'm like, nope, I don't have money blocks. No, nope. I, I mean, I like knowing about them, but I don't have any. I really like money. I love to get money. I have no problem receiving money. So yeah, no, I don't have any money blocks until I found my money block and I have multiple, I think, and I'm still realizing some of them, but my biggest money block was whenever I started making a lot of money, I felt secure and I felt you know, just everything was great because I, I had that security and in, in savings account or wherever it may be. But I felt like mm, I don't have to work so hard anymore. Right. And this is something that goes back a long time. So then I thought, oh, I don't have to work so hard. I can just take off a week or two and then, until I didn't have money anymore. Then what's wrong with that picture? OK, so I just stopped working. No, that's not the way it works, because then it's feast or famine again. Then you're back to, oh my gosh, now I have to hustle, hustle, hustle to make that money back. And that is my biggest money block. So I have now changed my mindset after working on that pretty intensely because I realized how horrible it was and how I've had it my whole life. Um, Your money blocks basically start when you're a child and it's all about your environment. It's the way, even if you grew up, had a great childhood, you know, your parents were great. Your parents were around, you had a nice house and everything was great. There's still stuff going on. So if you hear your parents arguing over money, or if, um, you know, there was times when maybe you didn't have as much that affects you in a way, even as a child. So you start developing thoughts about money that, you know, well, I better, when I grow up, I better make some so this never happens. I better do this or that so that never happens to me. Well, that can influence everything. On the flip side, if you grew up with no money, if you grew up always struggling, a common money block as an adult is I don't deserve nice things or I don't deserve to make money, right? So, (laughs) and... That is another common money block with coaches, especially in the coaching industry. I don't deserve it. I, don't, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't charge this price because, well, why don't you deserve it? And then going back to what you're giving your client again, even if they're giving their client massive value and outcomes, maybe their childhood has put up that block saying, even if they know they're good at what they do, even if they're delivering great results to clients, they have an experience that they've had that is preventing them from wanting to receive decent amounts of money or good amounts of money or large amounts of money, whatever it may be. Um, So they're much more common than we realize. And even people that don't think they have them, Pretty much everybody has something going on. And that's what I try to help people with is to dig deep and dig down and see what what the issue is. So even if it has nothing to do with the the prices you're charging, maybe it's just the way you manage your money. So maybe it's, well, why can't I save or why can't I, you know, um, budget? So you never know. And there's always something going on. So that's so fascinating to me. I love I love helping people find what's holding them back from being truly successful.
0: 100%. I, We grew up without like any money. There was never, there was never, there was really not money left at the end of the month. And so I always grew up just being like, there's never enough money. And then as an adult, lo and behold, there was never enough money. And I always just was like, that's just where, that's just where I am in life. I'm just at the socioeconomic level. This is just where I'm going to be. This is just fine. And then when I was working regular jobs and I was, I'm actually making more money than my mom did. Um, Oh shit. Okay. There could mm-hmm. be money. And then I would just spend all of it. And then I would just end up in even more debt because I couldn't manage it because i'm just bad at money when in reality i just normalized never having money so the idea of having money unbeknownst to me was scary as shit mm-hmm. i was like how can i have it how can i have this money i didn't grow up with money i don't know what to do with it so i'm just going to it's gone it's gone it's gone because like having mm-hmm. debt and not having any money in my savings account i was like yeah no i mean i can survive it's fine i can survive and I was so mad when I started doing this money mindset work and I was just, my parents didn't teach me how to budget and now I got to overcome all this other shit. What? Mm-hmm. No, this is obnoxious. But when I came kind of like started doing that work was like in line with deciding, I was like, we're going to get out of debt. It was yeah. all like November, 2018 was like, a monumental. These are my money blocks. What do I do? How do I write a budget? oh gosh, we're going to get out of debt. Okay, cool. This is what we're doing. And it was just like so many things. And even still, like when I was reading that book, I was like, yeah, no, it never, it didn't feel safe to have money. I sometimes still look at our bank account and cry panic. What if all of it's just gone? What do we do? And I'm like, no, it'll be fine. But you can have it. You don't have to spend it. Like, it's okay. It's okay for it to, it can just stay there. It's fine. It's Mm -hmm. good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Like the money is safe to be there but it's crazy how how deeply embedded that was that I couldn't even register it until I was almost 30. Things that my parents normalized from zero to 18, I just kept on going. That's just how things are. And even though like friends who had money, I was like, oh, cause their parents had money. Yeah, of course it Mm -hmm. makes sense. Completely just disregarding any them working hard, them working on changing their money mindset, them not being really any different than me other than like what we were thinking and doing. So things like that. You can change anything. Uh, I'm going to butcher this quote. It, what happened to you is not your fault, but how you handle it is your responsibility like in going forward. Right. Um, so like now when it comes to managing money, I'm just nope. <laughs> I, I have a plan and I know what I'm doing as much as anyone can ever know what they're doing at any given point. We're not, we're not broke anymore it's cool. I can buy groceries and pay rent on the same day and not have an anxiety attack. Literally, like even still, that is still something that is so impactful to me. Even after years of having the money to buy groceries and pay rent on the same day, sometimes I'm still just like, yeah, because that never could have happened growing up. It was not Mm -hmm. a thing. So, Just, like, little things like that. And so, like, when I work with people on money, because I focus really on helping people create a budget, work on those money blocks, but I'm really, I'm super practical. Okay, this is how you actually make a budget that you've never made in your entire life. (laughs) How you do it. And this is how you figure out how much debt you have. And this is how you make a payment plan. At the same time, you're, like, working through, like, can I ever pay any of this off? Is this just going to be my life? And... If I didn't change my money mindset at the same time I was starting to budget, I don't think we ever, we would probably, we might be out of debt by now. Maybe. I probably would have sabotaged it along the way. Honestly, I probably would have been like, we're doing so good. We don't need to keep paying any extra.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah, still,
0: the debt will still be there. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we would mm-hmm. still be in debt or we would have done, mm-hmm. we would have gotten more debt. So you can't do, I don't think that you can do one without the other. You can't manage money effectively if you're not also managing your money mindset effectively because one will sabotage the other if you give it the opportunity because humans are complicated and frustrating. One thousand percent.
1: Yeah. I mean, so I've, I filed bankruptcy a long time ago. And I've also made six figures easily. So you, I've, I've been on every spectrum and I've been, you know, I can't pay rent one month or I, I've been there. So that's why I understand when people go through this stuff because it was me and and it, it sucked, but it was me and that was my life. And I also love how you said, um, this is just my socioeconomic status, this is it. Well, A, that's just a thought. And it's also, you know, it can be something on paper, but of another thought is this is no longer my socioeconomic status, even if it still is. And your, your decision in your mind to get out of that is huge. People say, oh, well, thoughts is just a thought. It's not just a thought because every action starts with a thought. Every thought that you have about the world, you've, it was shaped before you were like seven years old, everything as a child, every thought was shaped before you turned seven. So deciding in your brain, I'm just going to think that I'm going to make seven, fig- seven figures this year. Yeah. It's just a thought, but everything starts somewhere. And if you get into the mindset that you're going to do it, then every other action is going to take effect from that thought. So every step is a step forward and it's, Thoughts are so powerful and people don't give them enough credit. They're usually just squashed and dismissed, but let that thought just, you know, take root and grow. And oh my gosh, it's just amazing. So there's a little book I just have to recommend for anybody with kids. It's so cute. And I don't remember the author, but I have it in the other room somewhere. It's called, what do you do with an idea? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like my five-year-old self. If I had written a book. (laughs) it's amazing. And it's like, it's like for a child that just, you want to read it to them and just teach them that anything is possible. And it's just, it's, it's the best book ever. It's so cute. Anyway, um, I forgot what else I was going to say. I was going to go back to something you said, but I forgot. So I'll think about it.
0: It's so, we get so caught up in our negative thoughts and everything that could go wrong. And that's totally normalized. If I went to my friend and I was, the world is ending. Everything is awful. Nothing will ever be good again. I've ruined my life. I'm a failure. They would just be like, it's okay. But if I went and was, I got this new business idea. I set this new goal. I'm going to do this thing. When I told my friends, I was like, so I'm going to get into coaching and I'm also going to get super into fitness and I'm going to run like marathons. They were like, you are crazy, ridiculous nonsense. Why Mm -hmm. are you doing that? But if I went to them about any of those things once I failed at running, I failed at a business, they would just probably be like, well, then don't do it because the negative is so unnecessarily reinforced. No one's going to flinch if you're complaining about something. But as soon as you start like talking about goals and aspirations, people get super uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And it's. And it's super, and I don't know why that is. And I've been trying to figure out like where in my childhood, all of my hopes and dreams and excitements where people were excited about like all the things you could do, where they started, where they stopped that and were like, actually, you should maybe just do this one thing that you won't suck at. And I've been like trying to figure out if that was in high school or if that really didn't sink in for me until college. Cause like I like to think that I was like, well, I'm moving at a, I'm moving to a new city and I'm doing this new thing. And I didn't know anybody in the city I was moving to to go to school. I was just, I'm doing this whole new thing. And I don't really know at what point then I was, okay, so I'm just gonna like get my degree and I'm gonna do theater on the side. Cause that was my minor and I loved that. But I'm not actually gonna get a job in that. Because it's just like something I like, but you don't get jobs and things that you just kind of like. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so I'm just going to do this. And then along the way, nothing went to plan. And I was I'm failing. I'm still paying rent. I'm still doing, I'm still like alive. But all the things that I thought I wanted to do, people were like, yeah, no, don't do that. Just do what you're doing right now. It's fine. And I'm just like, where, where is that shift? And like, how do we get people to stop doing that? Stop crushing those hopes and dreams early
1: on. I think, I mean, I I truly think that, and I did find the author of that book. It's um mm-hmm. Kobe Yamada. It's K-O-B-I-Y-A-M-A-D-A. It's called What Do You Do with an Idea? And I oh, truly think, think
0: show notes. Okay. <laughs> I that.
1: truly <laughs> think if every if every parent reads that to their child, I just think that next generation will be totally different. But that's that's the thing. It's like you're taught. And I made a post about this um, in my Facebook group last week. If you're taught at a young age and it's not really our parents fault because that's what they were taught too, you know, you're taught at a young age, go to school, get married, get a job, get a house, you know, have kids, get a dog, whatever, get a picket fence. You know, that's what we're taught. And the thing is a lot of those people do, you know, the path of least resistance. So if it's if they have a living situation or a money situation, and it's cheaper to go to school to do one thing, or go to even you know like um, get a training or certification on one thing, rather than get a degree in something else, or you know get a degree in something they can't stand versus just getting a certification in something they love. Either way, you do it. We're taught to do it that way. Choose the path of least resistance, choose the path that's easiest and is going to accommodate everybody else's schedules, right? Not your own. And that's what we're taught to do. And the problem is, is that we all listened and nowhere along the way did anybody stop and say, well, hey, is that truly going to make me happy? Is that what I am meant to do? And trust me, I've done a thousand things that I was not meant to do, but The things that I was always doing that I loved were the things that always people said something about, you know what I mean? Every time I'm doing something I loved, well, like I'm selling so-and-so on the side, whatever I'm doing, why are you doing that? Why don't you focus on your job? Maybe you'd have more time to shut up because my side hustle might be what I am loving right at this moment. Maybe I hate my job. I'm just doing it to get a regular paycheck, but that's the problem. And you're totally right. You know, like when I was a kid, I told my mom when I was 15, I'm going to go vegetarian. Well, why would you do something like that? Would he just would rather feed me McDonald's and kill me? Like, you know, like that's healthy. So it's like, it just blows my mind that it's always convenience over, you know, kind of what matters. And it's just things like that, that puts roadblocks up for us and, and, you know, nowhere along the line. Does anyone stop and ask if if you're happy? And I think that's truly what it is. And you know, when your kids say, Oh, well, mom, I'm just gonna be a a gamer on YouTube when I grow up. Yeah, that's kind of hard. (laughs) makes so much money. They can, absolutely. But I'm even guilty as a mom because I'm telling my kid, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. You're so smart. Why don't you do something like that is gonna help you grow, you know. I don't know your your talents, your intellect. Like, why do you just want to sit on the computer all day? And I'm guilty. I admit it. But you know what? If that's truly what he wants to do, and if he can, you know, buy me a mansion, that's fine. Because if he's happy, that's really all that matters. And I think that's where, as a culture, we we just those negative thoughts just take over so much. I 100% agree with you.
0: And it's just like so much like projecting onto other people because I feel, and even though so much, so much of our culture is designed to be like, this is gonna make you happy. This is gonna make you happy. Do this, do this, get this, be this, and you'll be happy. But anytime you're actually pursuing something that truly makes you happy, somebody got something to say about it. Somebody's gonna be like, that's not my version of happy. That's not my version of success. That's not, and they're just projecting onto them. And yep. this was the hardest thing I'm still sometimes learning around. It's not, it's not about me. It's their insecurities. I could actually support them and encourage them to do things that they like. And maybe they will. A lot of my friends, that's not, I, I could never make money doing this. And I just, I lay out so many ideas every day. I'm like, you hate your job. You're good at this, you can teach somebody else to be good at this. You can do this, and they're like, no, 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 no. It's too much work. I couldn't be good at it. I'm like, you don't know. You don't know. I would rather try and fail a lot. And I do actively on a regular basis. Probably gonna fail the day. Honestly, probably gonna fail the day. Cool. But I'm gonna learn something from it. And I think that's way more valuable. I I feel like it is partly school where they're like get straight A's, get Mm -hmm. the perfect this and that. You can't fail. Failure is so bad in our society. I'm like, how are you gonna learn anything if you're just like good at everything all the time? What are you gonna learn? What value do you have? I don't wanna hear from like the perfect person who who lived their entire life without making a mistake. I don't want to hear their life. I just don't. Y'all, your life is fake and you lying and I don't care. I wanna hear about the failures and the things that you did to get here that's way more interesting. It's a way better arc, it's a better story. It's more relatable. It's like, like failure is gonna happen. And just as a society, we are so scared of failure, like of everything that could go wrong. it's like, y'all, if y'all put that much effort into things that could go right. And I used to be one of those failure focused yeah. people, <laughs> like it was totally me for a long time. I was like too scared. And then I did some stuff and I was like, oh, I failed, but I didn't die. <laughs> okay okay cool I didn't die all right well let's try something else oh but kept not dying I fail and at this point still not dead still not dead still posting things being like ah, oh, didn't really go so well still launching stuff Eh, it was all right not the thing learn some stuff and I just wish that people had more of that you're gonna fail your way forward and the faster you make a bunch of mistakes, the sooner you get to an excellent solution, which is ideal.
1: Yeah. And, and the
0: projecting, like, I think in entrepreneurs as a
1: group, we go against the grain and it's the rebelliousness. And I've had, I've been a, you know, very rebellious teenager and, you know, 20 something. And that's, I named my Facebook group after that. It's, it's badass rebel female entrepreneurs um, or women entrepreneurs, I'm sorry. And it's like brew, but B-R-W-E. So, (laughs) and then of course I think of beer, it's terrible. Anyway, um, but like being rebellious, it's like, because that's what people told you not to do. So you naturally want to do it, but but people are scared to take that leap. So I talked to so many entrepreneurs that are like still not 100% in it because they're scared you know like i want to do this i have this idea i have this business i want to i want to do it but what's stopping you well it could be one of many things it's people are usually scared to start a business a because they don't have time b they don't have direction or like advice or guidance they don't have money or they don't have help and what i find the most is that if they can change their money mindset a lot of everything else takes care of itself. So if you can be confident that you'll make money, you can hire help. If you can be confident that you'll make money, that's gonna give you time freedom. If you can be confident that you can make money, you get your own coach and then you're gonna have even a better, right? Or, and then if you're confident that you can make money, you're just gonna make more of it because then you're stopping that cycle of self-doubt. And that is like the biggest thing that I see is the self-doubt is number one. And trust me, I'm still guilty every day, just like you said of failure. Like I, I doubt myself every single day, but I keep going. And it's like, it's hard sometimes, but you have to know that like your people are out there and they want to connect with you.
0: And that's that's all you have to remember, really. I give myself a lot of pep talks. I have mm-hmm. sticky notes yep, sticky and quotes notes. all over the front of my desk. So if I'm just like, I don't know if I can do this, I look up and it's like visualize your highest self, show up as her. Hey, quick pep talk, you're a badass, keep mm-hmm. going. Like sometimes it's it's just things like that. So you like you're gonna have those doubts. It's gonna happen, period. Unless you was a robot, you're going to have doubt moments and it's setting yourself up for how to handle those things, whether it is having affirmations, doing journaling, spending the time learning to trust yourself and feel safe in what you're doing, because it's going to come up. And there's just so many things out there that you can kind of do for yourself, whether that's like your favorite song to get you more hyped, get you out of that, a podcast, listen to a book. YouTube, YouTube, anything, mm-hmm. literally YouTube, just be like, you know, I need, I need a pep talk video. I need a better money mindset video. You can find them in all length, whatever you need. It is free. It is awesome. So you have YouTube, to now set YouTube,
1: up. YouTube now rivals Google as a search engine. So it's, Oh yeah. It's just as,
0: as big. Yep. Love it. My YouTube algorithm is everywhere (laughs) but just like little things like that that will help you set yourself up for success because you will fail it is inevitable it's how you go forward from that and it's fine to be upset when things go wrong for like a little bit just be like okay regroup I'm gonna be like I give myself like time I like I literally put it into my schedule but like this didn't go the way I thought it would Okay, I'm going to get these things done. And then at this time, I'm just going to sit and be like, ah, "This sucks. Okay, whatever. I like set a freaking timer. So I can feel that so I'm not just like shoving it down. And then usually while I'm doing it at this point, like I've been doing it for so long now that I'm, I feel silly doing it Being like, I'm actually just like, wasting my time like this wasn't as big of a deal. But because I set an intentional time that I was going to do it, okay, I'm not as emotional about it anymore. All right. And by that time, I've thought of ways to move forward. So sometimes it is just things like that. Be upset about it later, but know that you're allowed to be upset about it. And that kind of shift will be like, it'll take the pressure off. So you're not just like obsessively thinking about it for the entire day. So just like really little things like that, because money is an emotionally charged topic. And when it comes to changing your money experience, it is a lifelong practice. It is not going to happen overnight. It's probably not going to happen in like a month, a week. Those are two different in a week, in a month. It is, it is always evolving and always growing Mm. and always fluid. And that's kind of awesome, scary, but awesome. Mm -hmm. We love it because it can always get better. Um, yep. So, if you could go back and hang out with yourself on your 18th birthday when you became a fully fledged adult in the eyes of the law, therefore, <laughs> obviously, you have everything figured out because we all have mm-hmm. everything figured out at 18. What would you tell yourself?
1: Uh, well, first of all, I think adulthood should start at 30, but
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll sign that I... petition. <laughs> sign that petition.
1: I would. I would probably tell myself um, to, you know, learn money mindset then, because at that time in my life, I was still in the, I don't deserve any phase. So I don't feel accomplished enough or, you know, I was off to college at 18. But even when I graduated at like 2021, I I had a degree and I still didn't feel like I deserved it. So I guess, I mean, I would tell myself, don't do it on a lot of levels. Don't do whatever I was going to do. But (laughs) Um, I think everything then was still learning experience, but in a good way. But I would probably, um, I don't know, maybe, I mean, just maybe be a little more careful, but I think everything I did from that point on shaped who I became. So I can't really say it was a bad thing. Um, but you know, maybe get responsible a little bit earlier in life <laughs> would be my advice, but not too early. Cause I still feel that that was important, you know, for me to get that out and feel like I needed to grow up and do things in order to get there. So I don't know. It's a tough question i have yeah.
0: invested in Facebook
1: because
0: when I was oh, 18, yeah. mm-hmm. Facebook's, you still had to have a college email address. Mm-hmm. So if I could have gotten, it <laughs> would have been brilliant, would have ruined democracy and the world a little bit. But, you know, I'd have made a lot of money. You know, yeah. I, would, I would systematically destroy, like, you know, all human relationships online Mm -hmm. a little bit in a way, which is intriguing to watch in a really twisted kind of way, just to like watch it all happen. Mm -hmm. But you know, I would have bought a cow. So (laughs) I would be winning. Yeah. I would have invested in an Apple or something, something big. I don't know. Um, I probably would have, I probably would have invested in Apple too. I love my iPhone. I think I've had an iPhone since I was 18. Yeah. Yeah. How old am I? Yeah. I've had an iPhone for a long time. I really would have invested in that and then been like, y'all, add front facing <laughs> cameras earlier. It'll be good. <laughs> It'll be great. Like, let's not wait until, like, oh, like the six. I think the six was the first front facing camera. And I no longer had to, like, stand in front of a mirror with my mm-hmm. phone turned so that I could see it to get that yeah. good pick. So, probably would have come up front facing technology not good at technology, yeah. but I'd have brought it back with me. I'd have figured it right. out. See, mm-hmm. me too. Yeah, definitely. I would have
1: invested in some kind of tech because yeah, I'm older than you. And when when I was 18, there was like not much around
0: yet. <laughs> Round so. floor, literal. Yeah. Ground. You could have just yeah. you could have just gone back and been like, okay, so we're gonna do this thing and it's called Amazon, but we're mm. gonna do it Oh ethically. my gosh, yes Yes, <sighs> yes, Amazon. Why didn't I think of that? Mm-hmm. of a little a bookstore, I've like they were only a bookstore. Can you imagine? I've watched so many things like about the rise of Amazon lately, and it completely cr- didn't click in my head because i've had a kindle forever it mm. didn't even like click that like kindle and amazon weren't just like partner things it like started with the kindle and then mm. it just grew and I'm like that is that is some innovation he time traveled that's what it is he yep. time traveled but yep. you know it's crazy. you can start with anything and grow a bajillion dollar company from one simple idea. You just have to like run with it. Yep. So just whatever you're thinking about, run. Run with it. Go for and it. Do it. What you have to lose is nothing compared what you what with what you have to gain in any mm, in most situations. In most mm-hmm. situations, you will you will come out ahead, at least in some aspect of it. You'll learn a bunch don't of stuff. People, don't let people crush your dreams. You, you will crush your own dreams more than anyone else. Don't let anybody else do what you're already doing in private. Yep. So we're recording this at uh, the beginning of June. This will probably be up mid-June. But what are you most looking forward to for the rest of this year? What do you have coming up? The world is getting moderately back to normal. I know I am so ready to get on an airplane in a Me, month sure. now. I'm so excited yeah. to stand in a TSA line. I'm ready. I don't even care. Want me to wait in line? Want me to go through screening and raise my hand? Perfect. You want to search my bag? Check my protein powder? Do it. I'm getting on this plane. Every airplane yeah. experience
1: I've ever had. I am I am so excited to get out of, yeah, um, my little area and state and travel again and take my kids out of the damn house and, you know, back into civilization. So yeah, traveling is number one on the priority list and we haven't even figured out where yet, but it's got to be somewhere good because it's warm.
0: Or do it's you like somewhere yes. warm already?
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's where I am. It's super hot and it's going to get really humid. I'm on the East coast, but yeah, I want to go somewhere without humidity and, um, by a beach and yeah, relaxing. But I don't know, maybe not bring my kids. But now that I think about it, (laughs) as much as I want to give them a vacation, I want to have some
0: alone time. After a year of basically homeschooling, I imagine on top of like you having to teach and homeschool, you deserve your own vacation. They can just, how old are they they can stay home it's fine maybe they shouldn't stay home actually you know they could get supervision so you're that's why you moved back home you got family be like so these are our small children we are we are leaving we will come back eventually you know we haven't booked return (laughs) tickets yet but we're gonna come back we're just gonna we're see how long it takes us to miss them then we'll give it like two more days and then we'll come back you know it'll be a good
1: time you got it Yep. I can't wait. So yes, getting out and just, and the other, the other beauty of all this is being able to, um, you know, put my business kind of on automation, but getting to travel and work digitally if I need to with a laptop anywhere, anywhere I go. I love it so much. It's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yep,
0: yeah, Being able to hotspot so, the laptop mm-hmm. in the car to do calls hundred percent just like technology is just so exciting and it is is just gonna keep it's just gonna keep evolving it's just gonna keep getting better and better I hope my optimism is just gonna get better and better and eventually I'll just I don't know there'll be like holographic screens and I can just tap the air you know like in every space movie ever that I'm still waiting for my whole thing is home tech oh me too but like it's 2021 and like you know,
1: I still go places where I don't have bars or I, I don't have Wi-Fi. It's like, get that shit together, people. Come on.
0: You yeah. have to have like, access. <laughs> Wi-Fi at this point is honest. It shouldn't. No, it is. Having Wi-Fi is as important as having like electricity and mm-hmm. water because yeah. we need it for everything that we're doing in our day-to-day life. It's just, it is the, that's just the evolution that we're heading. That is the society that we've built. And the fact that it's not everywhere is absolutely ridiculous. And I mean, I get that I don't get really good service in the middle of nowhere, Alaska. I'm like in the woods with the bears. I don't need service in the woods with the bears. I need like my satellite phone to call a park ranger. So, like, right. there are some things where I'm like, sure. But in like cities and in towns, like on highways, like, there's a whole strip of the highway between Colorado and Missouri like when we were driving like a whole stretch of the highway where there was no service and I'm like how is this safe we're on a highway what do you how is there no yep. service on this highway what it happens how am I supposed to call for help and they're like oh and I like Google, and they were like there's just no towers for like hundreds of miles I'm like this is the stupidest thing ever there should be towers on every highway period yeah give me give me cell phone towers everywhere <laughs> give me wi-fi
1: I know my mom still doesn't have service like in her apartment and it's like there's no towers anywhere near I'm like what
0: it just move gosh yeah. it's frustrating yeah well I am so thankful that you took time to hang out with me and that me too. my wi-fi was stable enough all <laughs> right. of I this. know because we
1: had a little glitch before we went on I know
0: my computer was. You know how you think you're gonna record a podcast. We're gonna shut everything down, and then we're gonna come back. <laughs> and I'm like, that's cool. That's a good. Just kidding. <laughs> it's like J.K. Surprise. <laughs> so thank you, Wi-Fi service. Thank you for that. Thank you for taking the time. In the show notes is gonna be everywhere that people can find you to work with you. This will be up mid June. It's the beginning of June. I'm just gonna keep saying June because my optimism is strong. June. Um, Well,
1: I'm putting, I'm going to put in there. So I, I am doing like a one-on-one money mindset training, um, at the end of June. So it's June, June 23rd, 24th or 25th. And I'm going to talk about the exciting things I talked about today, but it's going to be one-on-one session. So we can go in depth and I can help you, you know, work on your money mindset, find your money blocks, learn how to charge, figure out what you want to do with your business. And it's $300 off for pre-sale. So that will be in the
0: show notes and my website and my group and all that fun stuff. Perfect. Yes. This will definitely be up before that. It should be up about the week before that, depending on when you're listening to this, it may have happened. It may be about to happen, but if it's already (laughs) happened, you can still go find her. She's still going to be doing this. There'll be more. That's there's always there's always going to be more. There's more opportunities. There's more things to learn. And I'm just super excited. And I'm so hyped about money. I know you're like, I'm going to go write like a whole thing. I wasn't going to write about money block content today, but I think after this, I got that creativity for inspiration. Uh, so I'm going to go jam some of that out. And I'm just so glad that we got to connect and we got to hang out today.
1: Me too. Thank you so much. It's so fun.